0: Welcome to Caffeinated Living, a podcast all about Jesus, ministry, and the things that keep us going. My name is Kyle. And I'm Rob. And we are here for episode number five. Episode five, the
1: Nomar episode.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're here, we're uh, we're back. We're actually, this is what we're going to call our late night episode. Uh, we're here late recording night. this on a time we usually don't. We're recording this at night. Usually we're in the morning, on Monday mornings, but uh, just this is the way that our summer has gone.
1: It is. And we love you guys so much, we're willing to lose sleep, <laughs> to share our thoughts with you. That, that's what it is. But let's be real. We're, we're a couple old men now. When we say it's late, it's what time?
0: Uh, it is 9.05. So it's not really that late, uh, but we'll be up a little bit doing this.
1: I love how you said we're a couple of old men. Like, yeah, dude.
0: Yeah, he's older than me.
1: Way older. <laughs> it's, it, it's time for my prune juice and bedtime pills. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to go right now.
0: Put the dentures out on the side <laughs> of the bed. Oh, man, we just lost some people. We like just lost that.
1: people on that one. So, yes, welcome to Episode 5. Uh, this episode, we are going to talk about one of our absolute favorite things of youth ministry. Summer camp. Summer camp. uh, Specifically, we thought it would be a great episode to really talk about some of the pros and cons of summer camp. Mm. And so we're we're going to talk about that here in just a moment. But Kyle, I got a question for you.
0: All right, sure. So uh,
1: first of all, How's your week been?
0: Oh, man, it was good. We, we just came off an episode of talking about rest, and I finally got some. We went on vacation. Uh, it was nice to get away for a few days.
1: All right, same here. How we was yours? Were, we were able to get away for a couple days and actually getting away later in the week. Um, so this is where this question came from. Okay. Knowing that you you were a couple, like a mini vacay, we were on a mini vacay. This is where this question came from.
0: Oh yeah, I'm. I'm so kind of nervous. When
1: you're on vacation, okay, regardless where it is, when you're on vacation, what is your go-to snack?
0: Oh, dude, you're asking that off of a off of a vacation where I literally went and planned every snack, okay? Oh, okay. So you're, you you're asking this snack. perfect time because Emily makes fun of me, but this vacation I was looking forward to the snack game. Because I've been trying to lose some weight. I keep going up and down. But I've been trying to eat healthy, run a few, do do stuff like that. So I've been looking forward to taking a break, okay. eating my favorite snacks. My go-to. Okay. And I've got two. Can I give a salty and a sweet? Sure. Yeah. All right. So my salty one is salt and vinegar kettle chips. Salt and oh. vinegar kettle chips. Whew. Specifically kettle brand chips. And my sweet one... Is those iced uh, animal cracker cookies with the sprinkles on it, the pink Dude, and the white? I love it. Uh, that's like
1: sugar overload, exactly. right there. Exactly.
0: That. What a better. What a better snack. Now I do have a snack that keeps me awake while I drive: sunflower seeds. Okay. But what's your favorite? What's your go-to vacation snack?
1: It's gonna sound weird. Okay. So, taffy. Taffy, okay.
0: Taffy. Which like, is usually something you can get at the
1: beach. Well, well, beach, mountains. Yeah. But it's really weird. If we go to the beach, our go-to snack that we love to eat is, is fudge. Oh, yeah. When we go to the mountains, it's taffy. Hmm. Go going, a couple of those little the candy stores where yeah. they're, they're making the taffy, everything. So, <clears throat> reason being, we, Grace and I bought some. Yesterday we were we were up in the mountains, so we had to buy buy our bag of taffy. I was like, man, that would be a great question. Like, what's our go to snack? Mm.
0: Dude, yeah, taffy. Taffy's good. I, it now, wouldn't be a go to though.
1: Well, but here's the thing: you've been with you've been with me. Yeah. To say what your go to snack is really does me that 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 doesn't do me a a, a justice because I love food.
0: Yeah, we both do.
1: And so. You you have seen me drop some money on on some food that's yeah. probably like not wise, but you know what?
0: Hey, speaking of which, we because we went to the beach and I only ever eat seafood when I'm at the beach. Have you ever had Low Country Boil? Have you ever had that? We no. I, I had that down at the beach, and dude, it is awesome with shrimp and sausage and potatoes and corn, and they just dump it well, on the okay. table. Okay,
1: so you want you want to call it that? That's what it's
0: called, Low Country Boil.
1: Okay, well, I mean, yeah, I, we. I, we just call it, it's, there's a specific name that we've heard called, but yes, yes, no, knowing that, I do, yes, we delicious, do love that.
0: Delicious. I recommend that to anybody that's never had it. Even if you don't like seafood, man. Did, shrimp, did they bring
1: it out into the pot with you and they just dump, dump it out? Dump it.
0: Dump yeah. it on the table. Yeah, and the cool thing is they had a they had a trash can in the center of this round table and you just pushed it to the middle. Maybe not so sanitary, but it was good. It was really good.
1: Hey, what kills you only makes you stronger, man. That's, right. that's, that's, that's the way I see
0: it. There's nothing like
1: eating on vacation. So, all right, Kyle, we are in camp season. Yes, we are. As weird as this sounds, camp season in 2020 looks a little different. Uh, yeah. We, we, If you listen to us the last couple of episodes, you've, you've heard us rant about COVID-19. Mm, yeah. This is not a COVID-19 rant. No. However, it has affected a lot of our friends and a lot of ministries Of being able to enjoy summer camp.
0: Right, yeah. Our summer camp was supposed to be second week of June, okay? At the beginning of this, our camp was quickly to cancel, uh, was quick to cancel, and we had to kind of switch gears and find something else. Yeah. Then I had to rip up that idea and do something completely different. So, yeah, it's been a hindrance.
1: Yeah, because actually you are on what,
0: Camp 3.0 right now? Yeah, this is Camp 3.0. We leave... Beginning of August, you leave this weekend, correct? This yep. this coming Sunday, you guys are leaving for camp. So we are fully in camp mode, Woo-hoo! camp season, getting ready, packing, making sure everybody else is ready. Uh, so we do love summer camp. I think we can both agree on this, Rob. It is one of our favorite things in youth ministry. And today we're going to get Definitely. into some of the nitty gritty of the pros. But also the cons, because there are some cons that go along with it. And we're going to get into that. So how do you want to do this? You want to go with some of our cons first?
1: Well, let let, let me ask you a question. Okay, go. Because this this is something that's very important to me. Um, Not saying that everything we ever do, we have to have a legitimate reason why you do it, but I think it helps. Mm -hmm. Um, Thinking about summer camp. What's the importance of doing a summer camp? Regardless of whether, if you're listening, maybe you plan your own camp. Maybe you don't have that opportunity to plan your own camp, or and, and you go to other camps. You know, we, we could sit here, we could name drop yeah. a lot of camps. Yeah. But what's the importance of doing a camp within
0: youth ministry? Well, I think if I'm not gonna give away my pros, one of the <laughs> biggest things is just lifelong memories. Um, I think at camp you're able to see growth like never before mm, in the life definitely. of your students. So that, that would just be a little, little glimpse into some of the benefits and I think reasons why we do it. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely agree with everything you said. And I do look at it, you know, we, we talked about this beforehand. I'm, I'm just going ahead and put it out there. If I look at it from a biblical perspective. Right. We're both pastors. We're both in the ministry. I think if we look at Ephesians, mm. uh, Paul says that we are to build up and equip the saints for the work of ministry. That's right. I think that's a part of it. That fits. We are taking a week, not a vacation. No. We are taking a week where we are literally investing and pouring into our students, into our leaders in a bubble setting.
0: Yeah. You know, like. And I kind of don't even, I don't like that term bubble. Bubble setting. Because people say it, and this might sound super like spiritual for a second, but I honestly like to look at it as a greenhouse. Yes, it's still technically a bubble, But, and again, some of you are cringing with me saying that, but I do, I look at it not being a bubble, but a center, like a growth, like a a greenhouse for growth. Okay.
1: Okay. We'll go with that. All right. I just use, I just use the term bubble. Just, it, it gives you a week to where it's just you and your students. Yeah. It, it. Depending on what camp you go to, it really pulls you away from the day-to-day right. life, the day-to-day distractions, and there's just so many things that, are, that, that go with that, that gives you an opportunity outside of everyday life. Right. You know? So, yeah, we're, we're going to jump into this, but first, before we jump into pros and cons. Okay. All right. What do you... As the youth pastor? When you're planning your camp, you're thinking about camp season, what is it that you want to put together? What, what is it that you want to get out of it?
0: So you and I both have done camps completely different. We've done it on both right. ends of the spectrum. We've done a beach camp. We've done a mountain camp. We've done a camp locally. We've seen all aspects. We've put together our own camps. We've gone to camps where it's done all for us. But I would say the biggest things that I look for in a camp are what is one, what is the teaching going to look like? Whether I'm teaching, whether I'm bringing somebody else in, or whether we're going somewhere, who is doing the teaching and what are they teaching on? That's interesting. All right,
1: why so? Uh, well, I can't, I can't give it, I can't tell you. It's, it's, that's just interesting. Okay. All it, it, right. It'll get brought up in a little bit.
0: Okay. And the second thing is just what is there to do? I mean. There has to be some sort of draw. Let's be real. In student ministry, there has to be some sort of draw of what is bringing them in, what is keeping their attention, what is the aspect and element of fun. Because if you just drop somebody off in the middle of the mountains to do nothing, you'd have some students that were completely okay with that. But then you'd have some middle school boys who would be like, (laughs) I'm done, let's burn things to the ground. So you've got to have some aspect of fun.
1: Okay. What do you want your students and leaders to get out of it? Like, what, what would be your prayer and your, your hope, so to speak, that they would take away from that week?
2: Hmm.
0: Hmm. I guess, again, not to go into some of my pros. I, I, I know this question, it kind of ties into our pros and cons. but I, I guess just relationship building but also an authenticity. Uh, We'll get into this with one of my cons, but I feel like sometimes with camp, there's just a authenticity that sometimes is lacking. Sometimes it can come across as fake. I've been in settings. I know you've been in settings where it just seems like, okay, this is just a show. This isn't fully real, but I guess uh, what I want them to get out of is relationship building with each other. Uh, with my leaders, but also just to understand an authenticity and who Jesus is and what it looks like outside of the greenhouse <laughs>
1: or the bubble. <laughs> Dude, you're like re- reading my notes. Oh, well, that's good. That means that's, we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, we're going to jump into this pros and cons. So we'll and with start-
0: some of these, like you and I both, if we've reached out to people and we've gotten their list. We've reached out to some of our youth pastor buddies, uh, some of the guys in the ministry that we've done life with, uh, and I've gotten some of them from these guys. And I'll kind of chime in some of mine as well. So, do you want
1: to read ours first, and then and then theirs, or you just, I'll gonna, just you just going to intermix them? Yeah, okay. let's do that. Cause... So, we we want you to understand. Uh, Kyle said it, we we've both experienced different types of camp settings. So, I think these pros and cons are coming from both ends. Being able to do our own camp, but then also going to a camp that's done for you where you're just enjoying it, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. So, all right. Cons. That's one of your cons. One of my cons. Yeah. The travel. Okay. The travel. All right. Early on, I thought the Farthest you could go, the <laughs> best camp it would be.
0: Yeah. Whew. No. Not anymore. Not anymore.
1: It's just, You are
0: getting old.
1: No, <laughs> not so much old. I mean, it's. Yeah. I think if you. And again, I understand some people have to travel long distances. Right. Just because of maybe availability, and I'm not knocking those people at all. Right. Me personally, my biggest con is the travel because we live in an area where we don't have to travel eight to twelve hours to right. just go to a camp. That was my own stupidity planning of yeah, this will be great, <laughs> and they're already on each other's nerves before they get to camp, and it just it, it, it was just bad. Uh, I can so see that, that that would be one of mine would be the trip, and then coming back.
0: Yeah. Coming that's back. the worst. That is literally. That the worst.
1: last day of camp, getting up, getting everything packed. You're tired. You're cranky. You're done
0: with everybody. There is,
1: you're done with everybody. There is not enough caffeine in this world to make mm. me smile and say, Jesus loves you right now. <laughs> and you got to drive back. Yeah. But then I feel bad because if you take more than one vehicle, I have other leaders who are driving and they're just as tired. Yeah. But then unlike us, where we are blessed to be able to do this for a living. Mm-hmm.
0: they got to go to work our, the next day. Right.
1: Our, our leaders are, are sacrificing a, a week from work, and then they're getting up and going to work. So I, I feel bad about that. God but bless our that,
0: volunteers.
1: Yes. If you are a volunteer and you're listening to this, know that you are loved and cherished and cared for. And we, we could sit here and name all kind of accolades that you deserve. Yeah. We could not do ministry without you. That's right. First and foremost. So the travel. So what would be one of yours? Travel's
0: one, I guess I'm gonna get super deep here. Uh-oh. Um the emotional responses. Um and you can go with that in a bunch of different ways. But we've been to I've I know I've been to camps before where, where speakers will get up and they'll do this build up of all right, the last night, we're going to make a decision. You're going to make the most important decision of your life. And right. it's going to have to be in a moment. Right. That's super emotional, super special. And I'm air quoting right now because <laughs> they're, they're more tired. You just mentioned that. Students are so tired. Mm-hmm. They are emotional. They are a little homesick. And then you're, I don't want to say they're coercing, because I've seen real faith be built in those sure, moments. right, right. But if we're going back to authenticity, sometimes those are just decisions just based on what worship song was being played, how much fog there was in the room. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, I guess definitely. it's just wading through those waters of emotional decisions. Uh, sometimes there's dumb emotional decisions like, I'm going to find my wife here. So, oh, gosh, that, what kind of youth camp you go oh, to, man? Then? Uh, yeah, I could mention some camps, but oh my yeah, goodness! I'm not. But yeah, I guess just the emotional responses by students and wading through those waters and seeing what's real, what's going to last—that's uh, a tough one. It's a tough place to minister in that area, but
1: it is a good building ground, I guess, too. And to add to that emotional pull. When you have students who won't engage with the worship or the speaker because they didn't like the style of music, yeah, or they got too much, they got pulled into the emotion of the music, yeah, uh, that you know that that could swing that way as well too. Which that would be one of my cons. Um, man, I'm telling you, you you're like bouncing off my notes over here. <laughs> but mine would be. And this is going to sound horrible, okay? But understand, worrying about, and again, worrying about, I shouldn't worry, I I know. Worrying about the speaker and the band.
0: Okay, yeah. Of... What are they going to say?
1: What are they going to say? Yeah. What are they not going to say? Yeah. Are they going to direct my, my students... To God's word,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or are they going to direct my students to First Opinion 3, 2? Yeah. You know that how, how deep are you going to go? How real are you, you are you going to be? Right. And for the love of everything holy, please do not bring be a speaker that comes up on stage and the first thing he says. Ah, this is my family, and this is my...
0: Smoking hot wife. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, what is up with that? We could do a whole podcast on that. And they're always wearing skinny jeans, okay? Yeah, but we could do a whole episode on that. What's up with that and my smoking hot wife? And then throw up a picture of her. Yes. Uh, yeah, she's not... No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) wow. Okay. (laughs) I'm just joking.
1: But no, like... I get that you try to do that as a crowd breaker, yeah. as an icebreaker type thing, but <laughs> I don't want to parade my wife and make her the focal point of the week. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying that happens. That's just that's probably one of my pet peeves. Yeah. Uh, of, so the, we're worrying about the speaker in the band, what they're going to play, what what they're what he's going to say, so. That would be one of my cons what would be another one of yours this
0: one comes from my buddy jimmy parker he says this you can never be a hundred percent sure that your students aren't getting into trouble (laughs) because i mean okay there's been times where i've had groups that i'm completely content and knowing you can go off by yourself in groups and everything's going to be okay but then i've been with some groups that i'm just like no chaperone leader pastor holy spirit everybody's going with you right now because yep. i don't trust you yep. um, so yeah that's 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 a good one jimmy that uh, not being able to control every aspect of a camp because usually you're either on a college campus or there is a dorm setting or something like that a campus of something and you don't have eyes everywhere so it's tough oh yeah because their parents are trusting you all right, and if, if something happens, those daddies are coming after you, not their little girls.
1: Now, here's the thing. Okay. The parents are trusting us, even though they know exactly how their little teenage boy acts when he's at home. <laughs> but they're trusting us to make sure he's on his best behavior. I'm like, yeah. come on, really? Yeah. So, yes, we, we could probably do just a whole nother show of... Stories of mischief that students have been involved in <laughs> or pastors have been involved
0: with. Yeah, because uh, I've heard some horror stories. I'm thankful that I've never been in a complete horror story, I don't but know. I've heard some that I'm just like...
1: Maybe not a horror story. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. We, we could we could do, definitely do that That's another one. So... I have two more uh, okay but they're they're kind of one I'm saying towards the very end because you, you all definitely understand but this one I'm going to go with late nights yeah now I just say that now because I'm the grouchy cranky old man that I yeah. am right now and late nights I'm like I value sleep <laughs> but I guess depending on where I'm at yeah students can tend to abuse that sometimes right yeah and currently the way we do camp now being able to do our own camp we do late night activities where we do theme nights and you've been a part of this where we do we do different theme nights each week but the theme centered around that night but it's only for like 30 minutes yeah and then after that we kind of give them some free time but i'm talking about the late nights that happen after that that it's
0: like, are supposed to be out. Go to bed. Yeah. Turn your phone off.
1: Turn it. Yeah. You know, it's like you lose more sleep trying to get them to go to sleep. So that, that's just one of them. Yeah. That's a tough one. I'm not an early riser. So that's, that's why.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes all the difference. Sleep so with one coffee. eye open. Yeah.
1: So, okay.
0: What'd be another one? My last one is this, and this actually I asked several guys this, and this was an overwhelming response—the same thing on every list that they sent me. This, my buddy Dan, put it this way: the post-camp letdown. Okay. Um, the post-camp letdown of this is how camp was. I was in the Word every single morning or every single night.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. The I atmosphere can see that.
0: was great. The worship. was experience was great, where back home, we're still in the hymn book, you know, that kind of atmosphere, uh, you, you crave that. And it almost becomes like a high. We've called it the, the mm-hmm. camp high. And it's just that letdown. Okay, coming back home, and usually it's right before school starts back, and just being let down, like real life isn't always like this, and just trying to see them Float back down to earth is is tough. Uh, I've had a lot of hard conversations on those hmm. post camp highs or those post
1: camp letdowns. Um, so, how do we navigate? Yeah, through that because I mean, if you are in ministry, you've ever been to a youth camp or a children's camp, you've been there. Yeah, you understand exactly what that. Point is right, and how do we navigate past that? Mm. H- how do we bring camp bring camp back with us, but not bring camp back with us? Yeah. Does that make sense? No, totally. Because let's say you go to a camp, you love the worship time there, but then you come back home, and you are a church that you traditionally you you sing more hymns. Mm-hmm. How do we get our students past that point that worship is not about the music it's you not experienced? not a style. Yeah, yeah, it's not a style.
0: I think it's finding elements of camp that can work back home. Like, can we push our students to stay in the Word after they leave their quiet time devotional that they were handed to as soon as they got there? Yes. And should we... Yes. Should we be keeping them accountable? Yes. There's certain ways that we can do that. Um, we've mentioned it before, the UVersion Bible app. They have like several plans that are for post-camp. There's several resources out there for post-camp. I'm not saying throw a book at your students, right. but I'm saying use that. Like They want to go further. They want to deepen it, stuff like that is a real thing, an attainable thing that they can do. You're not going to come home and change your worship pastor's mind overnight. You're not. Or your senior pastor. Or your senior pastor. It's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. But there are certain ways that we can encourage them. Like I said, worship isn't a style. It's not a type of music. Like worship is to the creator. Mm -hmm. It's not two words on a screen, emotional feelings. It is giving it back to God. So I, I just finding those things that are attainable here, not at home, we've got to find those. Meeting, maybe once a week rather than nightly, we can do that kind of stuff. And have
1: you ever noticed, because I, I, I've seen this some in the past, where students are engaged -hmm and the Bible, while at camp, right? But then when I get here, they it's like they've never seen a Bible. Yeah, it's they, foreign they, language. They never bring it to youth group. They never bring it to Sunday school. Yeah, and it's like you took your Bible <laughs> to camp. You were like,
0: do you think it's because we? It's required. You know, you think about that because I've been putting together a packing list and I'm like, you have to bring a physical copy of the Bible, not a digital one, a physical copy. So is it something because it's required and maybe their parents aren't really, not that it should be a requirement as you come to church, but you and I both, I I mean, we're both uh, Southern Baptist churches. My church like literally used to have a thing you could check off on the offering. I brought my bible today. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of in that post era of when that was important and now it's not. But I think that too, like we it's just not necessary for them anymore.
1: They they don't feel like they have to. They don't value it.
0: Mm, there you go. It's a better word. That's a lot better word.
1: And that goes back to what we talked about a few episodes ago. Of how we overcome apathy yeah. in our students. Hmm. So, yeah, I, I mean, I've just noticed that that they they bring their Bibles to camp, and, and they they bring them, they read them with devotions, yeah. they bring them to the worship services. But when they come back home, they they settle for having their Bible on their phone. Hmm. Now, I'm I'm not opposed to that. Yeah, I, I'm not. I mean, I, right. I'd rather you be engaged with me reading the Bible than the way you're reading the Bible. Exactly. You know? But I, I guess that's the old school in me. I, I like the physical copy. I think it has more meaning sometimes of... And, and I'm the type of person, I write in my Bible. Not yeah, everybody too. likes to write in their Bible. Yeah. And, and you can't write on your phone. No. You know, you can't like scribble and make notes. and
0: Not so easily.
1: Yeah, that, that's just one of the cons with the worship, but also with the way we approach God's Word with mm. it. It's good. So, all right, my my last one. Okay. Uh, th- then I do have a response. One of our buddies sent us a text. Okay. And this is probably not a con as much as it is a pet peeve. <laughs> Axe, body, spray.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the the smelly, sweaty... Ringing, hair-wet, boy stench. Uh, I I could remember when Axe Body Spray was invented and it was to overcome that. And it does not do a good job at it at all. If anything, it's just like slapping a rose petal on a skunk. It doesn't do anything. It just lingers and goes to every orifice of your body.
1: Especially when... The Axe Body Spray is the substitute for the shower. shower.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Yeah, man, I could tell you some stories about that Dude, stuff.
1: I've been in locker rooms mm-hmm. that did not smell mm-hmm. as bad as a youth room full of middle school, high school, teenage boys spraying mm-hmm. bo- Axe Body Spray. Yeah. Oh, man.
0: If you're listening to this and you're in youth ministry or you're still in youth group. When you go to camp, take a shower. Take a shower. Do your leaders a favor. Do the girls a favor. Just do everyone a favor. Take a shower. That's a good one. That is definitely a con.
1: Yes. Oh, my. So, all right, real quick. Um, our, our, our buddy John Forrest. Oh, yeah. Sent me a message. He said, hey, bro. He said, it can be a little expensive, which... Yeah. Depending on which camp you're going to, I, I, I get that now. Yeah, when you're when you're shilling three, four hundred dollars for a week of camp,
0: especially if you got a fundraise too.
1: If you have to fundraise, but especially when you have multiple children right. in in youth now. That's right. So, John, that's expensive. a good one. It can be a little expensive. It's always a great place for growth. Mm. Uh, but th- this one, this one had me rolling. I always get mad. When people at camp say the same thing I've been saying to my kids, but then the kid come home comes home telling it to me like they just heard it for the first time. That's right. It's like the light switch switched on and be like, I've been saying that.
0: Oh, yeah, it's frustrating, but so, at least they heard it.
1: John, if you're listening to this, we would love to know if that has actually ever happened to you uh, <laughs> or if there's a specific moment when that happened to you and you just wanted to like beat your head against the table and be like, Are you kidding me right now? It's, yeah. So it's like yeah.
0: a eureka moment.
1: So, so, some of the cons dealing with summer camp. Uh, let's transition real quick and let, let's talk about some of our pros. Mm-hmm. Let, let's, let's end with a little lighthearted, cheerful tone here for a little bit yeah so i'll let you go first this time
0: okay uh i said it earlier but the relationship aspect yes like in let's put it this way there's let's say 52 weeks in a year not let's let's say there are 52 weeks in a year (laughs) okay so let's say your average student comes to just one hour of church a week that's 52 hours per year But whereas in summer camp, you've got multiple hours in one week where they are fully in, fully invested. You have such a huge opportunity to pour into them night, day, everything in between. You get to see vulnerable moments. Yes. You get to see the high moments. And just your youth group, your group becomes family at camp. I love the relationship building aspect of it.
1: So, all right, that, that was one of my pros, so I'm gonna wipe that one clean just since you took it. Okay. Um, this one is going to be really, really weird. Okay. This is coming from, well, I'm just gonna say it, the planning Everything for camp, the theme, the shirts, schedule, the games, especially planning that day one, let's hit the ground running because every other day is going to measure up to day one of camp. I I just love the planning aspect Mm. of camp.
0: Okay. So this is where you and I differ. (laughs) This is where it... Let's talk about it. Because you and I have done camp together. And Rob excels at that. Like, I'm going to say this right now. Like, you have done an awesome job at editing this podcast and putting it together. But like, planning camp is not fun to me. Like, it starts as fun Getting the theme and all that kind of stuff is okay. Finding the place is, is, is okay. But I don't enjoy planning camp. I, I enjoy being there. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just one of those things that I guess it just is not my cup of tea all the time. But, yeah, I could see, see this is where our personalities are different, where camp planning is something you enjoy because I don't.
1: And I know it sounds crazy, but it's just the excitement that you are, I guess, too, because you know your students. Mm -hmm. So you're able to maybe build into that a little bit more than what going to a regular camp. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Do you ever find it hard, though? Like oh, extremely being youth pastor, but also being basically camp director.
1: Oh, but yeah, definitely, man.
0: That's what I. That's that was my biggest thing, and that was one of the biggest things of choosing to do something different once I transitioned churches. But yeah, I mean that that's that's a hard thing.
1: And that pro, Mm -hmm. that that desire, that love to plan your own camp, actually can lead into a con. And that you, sometimes, you lose the relationship aspect because you miss some time with your students. Mm. Yeah. But I, I, I think now, currently, the right. way that we operate camp...
0: You have help.
1: You, you have help, but we're able to set our own schedule. Mm-hmm. And what you do during those moments between morning celebration and evening worship to me are crucial. Yeah, Those are the experiences that I want my students to take away from camp to say, my youth pastor invested in me here, my, my church leaders invested in me here. I remember, I can't tell you what song we sing, but I can tell you how much fun we had being on the beach, how much fun we had being at the pool, how much you know, just those that in between stuff. Right. So yes, that that that's one of my pros. The planning everything for camp, uh, camp in a can type guy. There we go. So what would be another one of your pros?
0: Just just the 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 push and drive for getting into God's word. Okay. Um, Hopefully you're going to a camp where it's being taught and heard often. But just just the push for showing students this is what quiet time looks like. This is what pouring in yourself into God's
1: word looks like and how to do that. Dude, I don't know how, seriously I don't know how you've done this. What do you mean? You you're almost mirroring my notes. It's all right. It's okay. I I think I think, that, shows, I think that's a God thing. Yeah. That that shows where our heart is. Yeah. Uh, So, yes, and and this one, I know we've kind of discussed it, but I love camp because it allows students to get away and refocus their hearts and attention on God's Word. Mm. Man, so many distractions when we're at home, so to speak. Right. Especially, I mean, good gracious, you get away, and now all of a sudden, you're you're in the, the bubble, so to speak. And it's just you, God, and your youth group. Right. And here's your Bible. How are you going to grow? Hmm. You know, like, I love that. It just gets them away from everything. Yeah. And we do it, too, that we try to encourage them not to bring their cell phones Yeah. to, like, evening worship.
0: You're that guy. I'm, I'm that guy. I'm just kidding. I am too. I am
1: too. I don't mind it so much for morning celebration because we, we try to keep it light and up, upbeat, so to speak. But the evening worship, I, I've always tried to keep that a little bit more, I don't want to say reverend for a That's an old person word. I know that. <laughs> but a little bit more laid back. And I want them to... Be able to focus in on, on reading God's word from from the Bible, so that, that that's yep, yeah. giving students the opportunity to get away and refocus. I love that. Yeah, so,
0: and our our lists are very similar. what's your, What's your what's your next one?
1: That, well, that actually was one of my next okay. ones. I I was just piggybacking off of what you were yeah. saying. Well, let
0: me let me read this from a, okay. my buddy Dan. Uh, He says, Some pros are the relationships that are made. We talked about that. The fun you get to have, the time you spend together, the time out of your comfort zone. Mm. And the biggest pro, in my opinion, are the lives that are changed. I've seen it happen time and time again. A student goes to camp to spend time with their friends to get away from mom and dad or just get away and Jesus has a different agenda. He gets a hold of the student's heart and life, and has his and his and has his life change forever. This is one of the two reasons I take students to camp every year, mm. and the other one he talks about just group time, and how it just sets the uh, it, it builds momentum to jumpstart your youth ministry, your ministry, and spring it forward. But yeah, just seeing that life change. Uh, both of our stories have camp woven in all throughout when we shared our testimony. Like I, I felt my call to ministry at camp. You found your passion again at camp, found your wife at camp. So yeah, I mean, we love it. But just seeing life's changes, uh, man, it's it, it's addicting. It, it is. It, it, that's why I think that, I go back every
1: year. That, and that's... This is a horrible analogy. If you're listening to this, I I apologize for this analogy that I'm I'm about ready to drop on you. (laughs) Youth camp is a lot like my golf game for me. Okay. Explain. Okay. I, I absolutely stink. I'm horrible at the game of golf. Better than me. But I love playing it. Yeah. Now... It's not one of those things that I can just go and relax and have a good time because right. the stinking ball doesn't do what I want to do, so I get frustrated with it. However, every now and then, you get this amazing shot. Mm. And it's just like, man, I can do that the next time I come back. Mm. And, and it, you leave the golf course thinking, you know what? 18 holes, I had three good shots. Man, that's good. All right. I like that. Camp makes me feel like that. Yeah. That every now and then, you have that one student that's all in.
0: Hmm. Makes it worth it.
1: Makes it worth it. The, a life is changed. Either they've made a commitment to trust in Christ and walk with Him, or they've made a commitment to say, I feel like God's calling me to the ministry. Right. Or they just want to... Make that commitment to grow and be closer to Christ. How, how can you help me do that?
0: Hmm.
1: And that's that's one of the reasons I absolutely love camp. I, again, I, get, I know that was a horrible analogy. No, that's perfect. It's perfect. The, those are the things that I love seeing God work through the whole camp setting. Yeah. And sometimes that's hard to let go of when you're the one who loves to plan everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But God says, I, I need you to step aside for a moment, and I'm going to work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to be the one that's going to change his or her life. That's right. Not you. Not I'm me, using yeah. you. I, I want you to understand this, but I'm the one that's going to change that life. Yeah. And I'm like, OK, my bad. You got this. He's got it. So yes, yeah, definitely. Um, what, one of my other, and I'm just going to tie these two in together real quick. Okay, I've,
0: I've said all
1: my Again, going back to the, the planning of everything. One of my favorite things, and, and I'm not the greatest at it. I'm not. But I love writing my own devotions and curriculum.
0: Okay.
1: I love that.
0: Again, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I'll pay somebody to do it for me. <laughs> Yeah. This is where we're just different.
1: Sure, sure. And again, I know you would say this. My wife would say this. We have other friends that would say this. The reason that I like doing my own curriculum and doing my own innovations is because y'all would say that I'm a control freak. Control (laughs) freak. But it really is more than that. Um, Yes, maybe to a small extent I am a control freak. But I guess because like I said, when you do your own camp and you know your students, hmm. you, you you have an idea of where you want them to go. All and right. so... I, I don't want to get all Gary Smiley on us <laughs> and see like that's my love language, but I do think that's one of my love languages is writing sometimes. Yeah, I can see uh, that. Again, not not the greatest that, but I, I enjoy it. And so going from morning devotions because where we currently do camp we go to the beach and if any of you know me kyle knows this my wife knows this other people know this but if you're listening and you don't know kyle and i you have just come to know us just because you stumbled across caffeinated living podcast uh first and foremost I want to say thank you for listening to yeah. us we, we we appreciate that go give us a like and give us a share, bring a nice comment about us. We'd appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, give us a review. Give us a review. That's not a comment, review. But if you know me, I loathe the beach. <laughs> Again, this is where we're different. Yeah, the beach is not my go-to happy place. Okay, so I tell my students all the time. I'm like, you know, I love you if I'm willing to go and do camp at the beach. Yeah. So, but it, it's a surreal moment. They're on the beach in the mornings do, do, doing their devotions, which is actually, I played off of you, and it's still that air three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. So I still use that silent sounds. Yeah. Because there's nothing like being at the beach every morning, just the calming of the waves. The beach, it isn't crowded, they're all spread out. They have, they have their Bibles, they have their, their booklets. And they're enjoying it. Mm. And then at nighttime, when we quiet. go to... They're quiet. And then when we at nighttime, we go into our church group devotions. And that's my favorite part of it camp. It sets
0: the stage. I mean, it it's, literally, it sets the tone for how the rest of the day, how the rest of the week is going to yep. go from the moment they wake up. It's good.
1: And so, and that's why I love our church group devotions at night, because not only do I get to hear from each and every one of them, because you haven't seen them all day, they are all been doing all crazy things, but we begin the day with God, and we're ending it with God. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I, I guess that's a little quirky thing of me, I guess, but...
0: I, well, let me ask you this. I don't, Do you have any more?
1: No, that was it.
0: Let me ask you this to end on, okay? okay. This is just a real question. Didn't even plan to ask this, but... Would you ever switch it up now that you've been doing your own camps, planning your own camps, picking the destination?
1: Meaning what? Would I ever go back to another camp where I wasn't the one planning it? Like, basically, we have talked about that. Yeah. I'm not saying I would never go back to that. I think that would depend on the... I think that would depend on the group of students
0: mm-hmm. that we have. Yeah.
1: So I, I can't I can't I can't can't talk. I wouldn't say never. Right. Go back to that. It would it would be different. Yeah. It would be different because that would be one that would have been another con if we had time of some of the larger camps. Yeah. They tend to be so fast paced. It's true. That you miss. You miss that that time with God sometimes, yeah, because they're so focused on getting you to the next
0: activity, activity
1: or, or yeah. the next event, the next thing. So there, there's pros and cons to it, definitely, and that's what this episode was all about. Yeah. What about you?
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I would because I am um, a lot of that planning my own camp and doing that was out of necessity. Um, but some of my favorite moments have been in times of just uh, just being my group and my group alone, and just getting back to our roots and building relationships. And uh, but yeah, I mean, we were going to do another big camp this year and brand new camp we'd never gone to. We were going to travel seven hours to get to it, and God was like, no. So. Yeah, I mean, we would. But this that's a good conversation. That's a good, real answer. So that's good stuff. Uh, we're going to be back in a second. We're going to take a quick break. We've got an interesting draft in store. So we'll see you in a second.
2: This episode is brought to you by Share the Magic Travel. Let us do the work while you enjoy the magic. Whether it's your first or 50th Disney vacation, Share the Magic Travel is here to help you with planning your next magical vacation. We understand that trying to plan a Disney vacation can be stressful, where to go, what to do, how to save money, when to make a reservation. It is information overload. This is where Share the Magic Travel can help. We offer free quotes for all Disney destinations, theme parks, cruise ships, and adventures by Disney. Contact us today and begin creating your next Disney vacation package several ways to find us on facebook at share the magic rob kaylor on instagram at get your ears vacay or email us at rob at share let's start the magic today
1: We are back with part two of our podcast today. So we're gonna take a spin. Since we've been talking about the pros and cons of summer camp, our draft today is all about camping. Mm. All about camping. I like to camp. Do you like to camp? I love camping. And what's even better is that thanks to our current situation, we're not we're not going to name it, thanks <sighs> to our current situation, um. We've had plans that have gotten canceled, things have changed, and my wife has been adventurous.
0: Nice. And so
1: we we have become those camping people. Nice. And I I love it.
0: I need her to rub off on my wife because I love to camp. Emily's not a fan. I mean, maybe camper, but... Glamping? Glamping.
1: Glamping, okay.
0: Her idea of camping is Holiday Inn uh, with no shampoo. (laughs) (laughs) Or bringing her own towels.
1: So, all right. We are going to do a draft style camping tools for survival. Oh, yeah. So we're going to do our top top five. Well, just draft style. Draft style, not
0: top five. Where we've been dropped in the woods and we have to choose our items of survival. If some person takes it, the other person can't. Okay, so it can which be means I'm up the
1: creek if Kyle takes one of mine because I only have a few written down anyway. Well, so. I don't have
0: anything written down, so we're really going to be. Uh, see,
1: you're words. more resourceful than I am.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll see. We'll see. You this could. is like Survivor style. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right,
0: so you got to camp- pick one this time.
1: Camping tools for survival. All right, so if I'm dropped in woods, middle of nowhere, absolutely, this is the one thing I need: toilet paper
0: are you serious Uh, dude I'm dead serious that's your first pick what are you talking about
1: I had a bad experience when I was younger
0: (laughs) but you have leaves dude again I had bad experience oh I I see but what are you going to do when that toilet paper runs out how long am I
1: going to be in the woods we (laughs) don't know
0: we don't know it could be a day it could be
1: 45 that's true Hey, you, I, oh we will make it last, All right. Rob always, has,
0: Rob always has one pick in all these drafts, that I'm like, come on, <laughs> this pick one of one. Okay, we'll see where the rest of this goes. <laughs> oh man, oh my! Goodness. We,
1: we can either go up or we can go way down that mountain from here.
0: So yeah, okay. So pick two. This is easy. <laughs> this is what I would take. Pick one, a tent. Okay, I'm picking... that was actually my pick two. <laughs> You're
1: crazy. You pick. Toilet paper is your first pick, Dude, what? You get poison ivy somewhere where you don't want it, trust me. you got
0: to know the right leaves, man. Magnolia leaves <laughs> are the best. All right, <laughs> I'm picking a tent. I have a shelter. It can be staked down. I can take it with me wherever I want. Uh, most tents are 30-degree weather. Yeah. So I'm taking and a tent. Most of them are waterproof,
1: too, now. Waterproof, so taking a tent. Okay. I'm going to go with matches.
0: Okay, so you're going with a fire starter. I can't go with another type of fire starter. So, yes, matches. All right, matches. Are they waterproof matches? Yes. All right, just just, just check in there, buddy. Uh, uh-huh. You can set your S- toilet someone, paper on somewhere.
1: fire. <laughs> Someone's still better about the french fries and uh, barbecue chicken. <laughs> yeah, pushing the envelope
0: there. Okay, so, all right, matches and toilet paper. That That's an interesting combo, but I get it.
1: Also, Keith Thought, not saying this is from experience, but something else is very flammable.
0: Oh, goodness. Oh, man. I'm going to move on. Okay. My next pick, okay, I think this is very important. I don't know what you would call it, but I'm just going to say a water filtration device. Okay. So, a water filter, one of those life straws, something like that, yep. that I can filter puddle water and be able to drink it okay i mean i've even seen guys on the internet put it in a toilet drink their own pee and be okay you have to boil it first okay but with one of those straws or filtration system i have water wherever water is i just gotta find it
1: okay all right so i'm going to go with a frying pan slash cooking grill
0: okay all right all right so you've got your matches, wood is out there, you're cooking. I'm cooking. Right. You're covered there, but you still need a place to live or a shelter or something like that. All right. <laughs> um, I'm
1: still can I sleep under the tree or something man
0: All right. So let me see here. This is totally spit. Okay, I got it. I got it. I'm picking a machete. Okay. So I could have said an axe, but I'm not because an axe is, I can't cut up food or game or something with an axe. So I'm going to say a machete. I can cut down smaller trees with a machete, but I can also use it for hunting, sharpening, whatever you want to do. If we're talking about survival, I am machete man.
1: Okay. All right. <clears throat> going and go with the Cooler. So I can store my food in the cooler. Oh, my goodness. Maybe the toilet paper wasn't the... <laughs> why a cooler,
0: okay? I can store my food so I don't, I don't have to go hunt my food. <laughs> but if it's not cold, what is that doing? A cooler. Hello. You, it doesn't you, you, you cool can it without ice.
1: You can buy the blocks.
0: But you didn't draft the blocks
1: cooler it's understood it's an unwritten rule no
0: this isn't buffalo chicken wrapped with french fries <laughs> all right a cooler okay i'm really gonna have to stretch for this next one because i'm not very sure what i'm gonna do here hmm. um i'm gonna just simply say uh, a blanket okay a blanket um just i always get cold no matter what situation that i'm in but i could also use it for several different things carrying stuff I could throw stuff in there and carry it on my back um but yeah mainly just because I'm always cold
1: so that's my fourth one
0: I need a fifth one so what's your
1: my my fifth one I'm gonna go with a hammock
0: okay that's a good pick that's a good pick that uh, yeah that'll do the job not as good as a tent not as good as a tent but it'll do the job
1: but I'll help you with your fifth pick my fifth pick yeah
0: don't help me with it Okay. Are you going to say like smoke I, flares or something No, like I,
1: was, that? I was going to give you a hint. Okay, give me a hint. You oh. have a tent. Uh-huh. You have a blanket. Uh-huh. Are you going to use anything to sleep on? No, I don't need it. You just going to sleep on the ground with your blanket. Yeah. I okay. do not need
0: it. I'm not going to waste I'm not going to waste one of my precious <laughs> resources that I have no clue what I'm going to take. Um, but let's say, gosh, you took a, so the thing you're cooking on, what is it? What I have, I have one of those. No, but what are you drafting? Uh, like a frying pan grill. Like a frying pan. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I can't take anything like that. Um, I've got a machete, so I've got that covered. I need something. Um, let me go with. Man, this is tough. This is really tough here. I can't just do a walkie-talkie or something like that. That's really cheating. I'm going to go with my last and final pick. All right. I'm going to go Bug Spray. Okay. Bug Spray. All right. That is the silent and slow killer, at least for me. I don't know why, but I get attacked all the time. Um, I could have went with a sleeping bag, which is probably what you were gonna say, uh, but
1: I, or air mattress. I mean something. Oh
0: man, something
1: along That, that is a good
0: one. I could Oh my goodness. I can't say it now, but an air mattress, think about it. You could put it on a river and you could float. That's a resource. It's
1: true. Possible.
0: Oh, Possible. Man, I should have taken that. Now looking back on it, what would you guys have picked? All right. Share with us on Facebook, Instagram, what are some things that you would have picked? So what are your five, Rob? Oh gosh. What do you got? Hold on, a minute Let me think. All right. My wife. Okay.
1: Her I don't know if it would have been her first pick, it would have been one of her picks. A generator.
0: Yeah. I thought about that, but then I thought, man, you're going to say I'm cheating. So I,
1: How's that cheating? It's not cheating. I mean, it's,
0: yeah, but you'd have to draft gas, too. It'd be tough.
1: No, no. Ours is solar-powered.
0: Ooh, that's a game-changer. That's a game-changer. But what are you going to plug in? See? You would have had to draft that. So, yeah. All right, what's your five? What's your five?
1: I still, thought that you, fact that you'd have it. What was it? It was toilet paper, <laughs> <laughs> matches. Okay. The frying pan, grill, whichever way you want to. I'll say a frying pan because frying pan you can cook over a fire. Open with that. flame. Yep. Yeah. So toilet paper, matches, frying pan, cooler. Hmm. What was my fifth pick? That's what. That's what happens when we don't write these things down. Where,
0: what was your fifth pick? I don't know. Oh, a hammock. Oh, hammock. Yeah, hammock. That should have been your number one pick. Uh, my number one pick was a tent. I had a water filtration system, a machete, a blanket, and bug spray. Bug spray.
1: Bug spray. All right. Here, here's the here's the beauty about why I don't need bug spray. Why? Because I have matches that builds an automatic bug fumer <laughs> with a campfire.
0: Listen to them.
1: So then the campfire just seeps into the beard, and I, 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 it just it just resonates with me.
0: Yeah, your beard is that and a blanket all in one. <laughs> and, and a, a napkin. pillow. And a napkin. So <laughs> your beard, beard is a resource on you. That's good stuff. But let us know what you guys think. Um, Rob said it earlier, but we would greatly appreciate... Uh, if you would and you have time to leave us a review on Apple iTunes. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to read some of these reviews in the days ahead. I've got one of our reviews that somebody left us. It's from Landry1296. I kind of got a feeling, Rob, this might be our buddy Landry Black. I'm not sure. We don't know. Uh, but he says, very insightful, very insightful. Never been called insightful before. <laughs> Very insightful. This podcast has changed my top three concession stand picks. I want to know what those are. Also, love Kyle's testimony. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate the review. Leave us a. You don't even have to leave us a five star review. Just leave us a review. Let us know what you guys think of the show. We appreciate you guys taking time out of your day to give us a listen. Uh, spread the word. We're gonna keep
1: it caffeinated. What else you got, Rob? Just Real quick, we are excited for next week's episode. We will have a guest speaker, yes, that will be on with us. Uh, it's one of my buddies, Mike Massey, that he will be speaking with us at camp, mm. and so we're going to be recording You're that going to session. Be in the nitty
0: gritty of camp,
1: so that's right. So, the next two weeks, uh, we're going to be a little senile,
0: yeah, hit and miss a little
1: bit, yep. So, have a fun time at camp if I don't see you before yeah, then.
0: You too, you too. Stay safe. Take bug spray. Take toilet paper.
1: (laughs) Definitely take bug spray. Yeah. Definitely take toilet paper to youth camp. Come on now. Yeah,
0: but pray for us. We hope that we can go. We'll see. Um, I had planned a camp earlier this
1: year and had to cancel two days before. That's right. We'll see what happens. And if you are listening to this, Mm. if your camp got canceled, if if you were one of those that... Covid nineteen disrupted your camp 2020. Man, we we would love to hear from you. Yeah. Like what what did you do with that? Did did, did nothing? Never came of it. Did you plan another camp? Did you do a staycation? I think that's what they yeah. call them nowadays. Uh, we, we'd love to hear hear some feedback or hear some thoughts on how you maneuvered through that and what that looked like. So until next time, guys. Keep it caffeinated, friends.